You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 118. If we pay attention, it's interesting how we can pick up little nuggets of relationship lessons from unusual places. In today's episode, I describe three of these unlikely sources of interpersonal relationship lessons. One is from a CNN interview, another from a Saturday morning men's coffee get-together, and the third from a desk calendar devoted to cats, of all things. Cats. Well, let's start with the relationship lesson from the CNN interview. And this one was with Dolly Parton. Now, I'm not especially a Dolly Parton fan. I don't dislike her. I really did like her in Steel Magnolias. That was a great movie. But she said something in her interview to uh, the person talking to her that I found most interesting. And it's this. She said that she almost always wakes up by 3 a.m. Imagine that, getting up at 3 in the morning. Here's what uh, she said in the interview, and I'll quote it. Every single day before I do anything, I wake up and thank God for the night, and I ask him to bless the day and to bring all the right things, all the wrong people out of my life, and bring all the right stuff in. And just to guide me and lead me. And I always pray that he'll let me uplift mankind and glorify him. Well, what a great way to start the day. To thank God for the night and to ask him to help her uplift humanity and glorify him. Well, in addition to prayer, Parton says that she also has daily scriptures and meditations that she reads as well. And she credits the practice to grounding her during her packed days. With regard to getting up at 3 a.m., the interviewer goes on to quote her as saying, I get more work done during that little period of time when the world is calm, energies are down, and I just feel like a farmer. Parton said about her early morning routine the following, that she's either writing, answering emails, or doing call-ins. She even says that she's able to get a lot of her best work done during this time. They say the early bird gets the worm, Parton said. Well, they also get a lot of good ideas, too. (laughs) I like that. One thing I noticed in the written transcript of the interview is that there were links to her advocacy for childhood literacy. And this I found fascinating. She said that growing up in rural Tennessee, she encountered many families not sending their children to school. Kids had to go to the fields and work to help support all these big families, she said. Her own father was illiterate. She said, my, my own father didn't get a chance to go to school. He couldn't read and write. And that hindered him a great deal because he was so smart. It really bothered him a lot. And then in 1995, Parton started the 
Imagination Library in honor of her father who died in 2000. This particular charity sends free books every month to preschool-aged children. So far, Imagination Library has distributed over 85 million books in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. And she's quoted as saying, My dad was so proud when the kids would get the books. He just was prouder of that than probably my great success in show business. Well, what's the relationship lesson learned here? For me, it's not about the time you wake up. I know some people spiritualize that, that the earlier you get up, the better. Eh, I think we're all wired differently. I do think it's about starting your day, whatever time that is, with God. It's the most important relationship of all. From Dolly Parton's prayer, I learned the virtue of fitting my plans into God's agenda instead of asking God to fit into mine. I also learned a beautiful way to honor our parents, to build upon a deficiency in their life by doing what we can to eliminate that same deficiency in the lives of others. Now, you and I can't afford to give away a million books a year to preschoolers, but I'm able, and so are you, to help one or two of them to read. I actually did this with my grandkids when they were quite young, when they were preschool. We had this thing called Grandpa Academy, <laughs> where we had some really simple books that we would get together and read, and we really enjoyed that. And their parents obviously did a lot more of that, but we can all do that. We can all help someone read. The second relationship lesson has to do with a Saturday morning men's coffee get-together. I received a text uh, from my friend Randy in reference to uh, the book that I talked about in a previous episode, the one entitled Personality Isn't Permanent. It was a subject of episode 113, Our Choices Define Us, Not Our Personality. Well, you may recall that Randy took exception uh, to that episode where I, I suggested that we stay away from personality tests and we had a discussion about it and you know everything was good after that. Anyway, in this recent text I got uh, from Randy, he says the following, John, you are going to crack up. This group of retired guys, and he had a photo of, um, I don't know, half a dozen retired people, uh, men meeting in a coffee shop. Uh, Randy said, this group of retired guys regularly comes to my Saturday morning coffee place. This one guy, his name was John too, came up to me and asked how I'm doing, and he saw the book that you talked about in that episode, Personality Isn't Permanent. Well, I hadn't even read page one of the intro of the book, so I told him about it, and we talked briefly about not putting people into boxes, which is what the episode was about. And then he said, quote, In my old age, I find my personality shifting all the time. And that was one of the main points of that book, that our personality shifts. And then Randy said, if for no other reason, this book has already started to be a great conversation starter. I really, I really like that, because I know Randy was just really opposed to that whole idea in that book. Well, what, what did I learn about relationships from this particular incident? 
Well, one thing is that books can help build relationships, especially when they challenge long-held beliefs. We grow when we read and listen and consider the viewpoints of others that differ from our own. It really does develop a depth of character within us. I also learned that humor can be a great tool to connect us with one another, especially self-deprecating humor when we humble ourselves. And that self-deprecating humor certainly came through in, in Randy's text, and it really did make me crack up. And then finally, personal growth flourishes better in community, like Randy's men's group, than in isolation. Well, the final relationship lesson comes from a cat calendar. Now, my wife Janet and I have a difference of opinion about whether or not to get a cat. We've had several in the past over the years. It's been a while since we've had one. We're at a stage right now where I would like one, but she doesn't. She doesn't want one. So we've compromised, meaning we're not getting one. Yet. Instead, and I may have mentioned this before, Our daughter gave me a cat desk calendar with pages that you peel off each day of the year. Each page has a picture of a cat and a quotation, usually totally unrelated to anything about cats. Sometimes I do, but most of the time not. Well, I want to read to you a brief quote for July 19th. It really struck me. Here's what it says. I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. And that comes from Friedrich Nietzsche, you know, that German philosopher. Hmm. Well, the relationship lesson I learned here is that with a lie comes loss, a loss in relationship. And with a loss comes grief over a lost relationship. Lies break trust. A lie today destroys trust that took years to build. When we are lied to, it resets a relationship and calls everything about our relationship into question. We have to start all over again. For parents, I think it's so important to teach this truth to your kids when they are very young. It's so much harder the older they get. I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. All this from a cat calendar for July 19th. So, what what does all that we've considered in this episode mean for you? How can you use what you've heard today to improve the relationships in your life? Well, here, here are a few ideas. First off, imagine how our days would go if we started each one as Dolly Parton does, with a prayer where we thank God for a night of rest and ask him to bless today and to, as she quoted, to bring all the right things, all the right people out of our life and bring all the right stuff in. And just to guide us and pray that he'll let us uplift mankind and glorify him. Secondly, We could honor someone close to us has died, as Dolly Parton did with her father. Her literary library gives a million books a month to preschool kids 
because her dad didn't learn to read. And she wants to help erase the same deficiency in others that her father experienced. What a great way of honoring him. As for Randy's Saturday morning men's coffee get-together, how do you see your personality changing the older you get? What patterns have you noticed, both good and bad, as you age? And finally, with regard to the Friedrich Nietzsche quote, who are the people you can no longer believe? Can you give them a second chance? And is there anyone who can no longer believe you because you lied to them? What can you do to regain their trust? One final thought. If, if you have an open mind and are curious about the world, you don't have to look very hard to learn relationship lessons. That is a common thread woven through the three sources of relationship lessons I shared today. The Dolly Parton lesson is something that popped up on a news feed on my computer one morning. I certainly didn't go looking for it. Now things like this can be a huge distraction, so we have to be careful. But every now and then, a gem will pop up, like the one I shared. The lesson learned from my friend Randy's men's group came to me in a text that he sent. I didn't go looking for that either. And then finally, the relationship lesson I learned from my cat calendar came from the simple act of turning the page to the next day in the year. I didn't go looking for any profound relationship lesson. It just stared me in the face on its own. Well, here's the main point I hope that you remember from today's episode. We can learn relationship lessons from unusual places. Be on the lookout for them, because they will enrich your life. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. Or you can share your thoughts and leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, if you haven't already done so. And feel free to forward this episode to others you think might be interested in today's topic. This helps us to serve more people just like you. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act by looking for relationship lessons in unusual places also that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. That's all for today. I do look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.